Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. And I am in my happy place today. And I'll tell you why, because our friend Maria's here. And she was here last season. And uh, we loved having her and hearing from her and had to have her back. Yes, and it's always lovely to have you in our home, Maria. Welcome. Thank you, guys. I always love being around you guys. You make me smile (laughs) in my heart and in my face. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, we did take a little bit of a a break uh, in March this year because I had surgery and we were taking care of some other aspects that just needed to be done. And um, but we're back and we thought what a great way to get it started again with having you back on the show. And we really appreciate you, you know, having that energy and wanting to come and share it with us. Thank you. So, you know, that's us catching up. So how about you? I mean, we haven't seen you in a while. And um, I know that we had talked about maybe coming on and pulling a few cards and going forward to, you know, maybe offer some guidance to our listeners. But what's been happening with Maria? What's been transforming with you? What's been occurring? Oh, I've been going through a transition as well. Excuse me. Focus mostly on my um, business as a realtor and finding um, people's physical homes as well as balancing that off with my spiritual work and helping them find their spiritual home. So I'm like learning how both the physical and spiritual um, aspects of living kind of correlate and and they're kind of parallel. Yeah, I think that's awesome whenever we we find the duplicity, you know, between our physical and our spiritual aspects of ourselves and that they don't necessarily have to be segmented. They're not the same work that we're doing, right? Right. It's it's really cool when we can see that, you know, from a, take a, how do I say this? take a objective look at ourselves and be able to see that our lives are on these paths. And I think that's amazing. It really is amazing. And what I thought was interesting was that um, the customers and clients are never really the same. Right. It's literally like two different types of people. So my expansion as far as helping with people even doubles, you know. I, I agree with that statement is so often that we find that people are like they can be emotionally a child or they can be spiritually a child. And, you know, um, it's, they don't realize that they're not a whole self just because I'm educated. Doesn't mean that I've ever actually grown emotionally or spiritually. And, you know, there's always those aspects of self that have to be considered. Um, so back in November, when we first had you on the call, uh, we talked about how you grew up and how you evolved spiritually and, Uh, The early transformative years, we talked about angels Mm -hmm. and what you feel your responsibility to bringing messages to people is. And and that's, I I listened back at it and I'm still in awe of the conversation. It was really awesome. So for our first time listeners, we spoke that you're a light worker. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't understand what a certified spiritual response therapist is. Okay. So I was hoping that um, maybe if, for someone who doesn't understand or has a warped concept or a one-sided perspective of what spiritualism is, that maybe you would help bridge that for us this morning. Hmm. So spiritualism, uh, spiritualism, I, and you know, people have 
different definitions, but I'm going to share what I, I follow spiritualism to be. And that's basically working with spirits. And some people work as mediums. Um, some people have like a communication. I do that. I like to communicate, like let's say with my ancestors or with other people, you know, if somebody steps into the room and I'm, I'm describing this person that steps in and how does that relate to this person that's in front of me, then we it opens up a conversation that might assist them in healing, and that's where the light working comes in, in healing them over a painful uh, experience or a traumatic experience. That spirit that walks into the room is assisting me in healing. So that's that's kind of like combining spiritism with light worker. Okay. As a light worker, I'm here to sense the, the energy shift or the change of the room or feeling and, and describe that and help that person share what, what they have experienced and then that assists them in healing or at least the first steps to heal. And that's what I believe the light worker's um, responsibility is here on earth is to assist uh, those we come in contact to to heal. Okay. And what type of tools do you generally use? So we can use uh, different tools, right? I can use a glass of water, a candle. Those are basic. Um, and that's more on the spiritism level. Or you can use tarot, pendulum. Now, spiritual response therapy utilizes charts. And um, I bought the binders because it's literally oh, wow. pages of them and the pendulum points to the chart number and that chart could be anything from a spirit level healing to a physical level healing to a past life uh healing uh so that's why we have charts like hundreds of charts to work off it's really fascinating, but it is a um, it's a tool that I enjoy using because I would say within 21 days, my customers have experienced a burden that they've been carrying lifted. And that kind of assists them uh, to move forward in what they believe their path is, especially if they have a block. For example, I had a, a, a lady... And sometimes I have never met these people, <laughs> you know. She's in, I think she's in North Carolina. And she was uh, referred um, by a friend of mine that I've done some work. And she felt blocked in her spiritual path. And what came up in when I was doing spiritual response therapy, what came up was her not focusing on her physical health. So once we cleared the blockage that she had with her physical health, eating right, exercising, guess what happens? She's on her way to her spiritual path and she doesn't feel blocked. I think that's awesome. And, you know, we had talked before about the different aspects of self and physical being one of those and that they all have to be attuned or we get wopsided, right? So I think that that's very 
on point for, you know, it, it basically reinforces that prior conversation we had back in September in regards to that. So right. that, that's very interesting. And I also think it's very interesting that you talked about past life. Um, I just recently did some, some healing work uh, prior to my surgery. And what came out of that was some healing from past life that I had been uh, associating in a specific point. And there was, we did some deep work to release that and to help me move through that. And it was, it's very interesting because when I do work with April and she's doing, you know, the, she's amazing. I actually see, I have like, when I close my eyes, it's like I'm lucid dreaming yeah. and I have very visual, vibrant, like, you know, things that occur during that. I don't know how to actually put that in words, but it was very moving. I thought it was really cool that you had brought that back into and, and how things kind of, we had talked about how things fall together and we see that pattern and we, we know that that's important to us. And I just thought that that. Yeah. So April is a good example of a light worker, right? Yes. So we utilize different tools as light workers and whatever it is that we're natural uh, ability is in, that's where we're able to draw um, and clear people's blocks. Like in your example, um, let's say you, I'm not in April, but someone with your issues came to me and I did spiritual response therapy on them. I would be able to probably pinpoint that right about this age, and I will bring about the age in this past life when you were a like a, a male working in a stable, uh, you got hurt with a metal object that age maybe you bumped into a wall that triggered that past life situation and therefore you come up against this this pain again right this response this, that doesn't seem related to my life right? it, it just doesn't make <clears throat> sense and so here comes a light worker they pinpoint it they pull it and take it from the root of the issue and you start your healing your path to heal I think that's the beauty of light workers. That's awesome. That kind of gives people a background for us to to kind of work with and going forward. So I guess what my current question would be is, have you seen any trends happening like in your overall uh, sessions that you've been having with people that are maybe like a general overtone that has been occurring that you're seeing a shift overall with people that you might want to bring to the table today? That's a really great question. It's interesting that you ask that because I've noticed that a lot of people are more and more interested in tapping into their own spiritual power, into their own spiritual gifts. They feel more comfortable in acknowledging that there's something um, for them to, to really tap into and assist them in, in, just dealing with everyday life. So I find that really interesting, and it's because I feel um, spiritual work uh, across the board, metaphysical um, uh, tools, metaphysical, uh, just people are more and more aware of light workers, like you would say, or spiritual um, aspects of, of things that can help us make our life easier or clearer 
or understand what we're supposed to do or where or understand this is what I had to experience to move forward, you know. <clears throat> but they're getting their understanding that there's something out there for them that they can do for themselves. Right. So and so I was gonna say I can totally relate to that. Um, <coughs> coming from my own journey, it was um it was you know, a little bit, I had a little bit of a depression and I was kind of stuck in my head and it took me realizing that one of the things I was keeping down in my life was my spirituality. So, um, bringing that up was part of the healing process. And I think a lot of gay people do that in general because they're told, they're brought up to be, you know, don't be who you are. Sure. So they're repressing a lot of themselves. And then as they get older, um, they realize that that's not healthy to repress that. And then that spirituality, being expressive in that spirituality is actually very therapeutic and very healing. So so to the two of you, do, do you not think that perhaps this is kind of like a, a surfacing that's occurring? Because people spend a lot of times with COVID, like in their homes with mm -hmm. just themselves, and they kept thinking, when I get back out, everything's going to be better, right? And I'm going to feel better. I'm going to like be whole again. And then they go back to work now. And we see everybody moving back into those positions that they were in and they're still feeling that and they're looking for something else. Maybe that it's a, a post-COVID anomaly. And that being said, it's very rare that something happens to the entire world all at one time. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something that's happening in Florida or in the United States, but globally. And I think that this, maybe we'll look back on this at some point and see that we're in a spiritual renaissance period. Absolutely. I, I believe that I there is a res revolution out there that's happening spiritually. Yeah, I agree. Um, COVID was definitely a catalyst for me in, in coming to terms with myself and my, my, my thoughts and my spirituality. So I, I think you're totally onto something there with that. And, and your, your clients, you would say, are? I would say that occurred to them um, because we had to utilize... Um, either video calls and uh, a lot of people are going in uh, to social media or club rooms and and just realizing how many people out there you know have specialties sure and um, finding new relations exactly new and paths new paths new ways it's like oh wait i've experienced this too and how did you get through that yeah, the world was crazy. I mean, when COVID first started happening, I thought, oh, the world is all experiencing this, so they're all going to come together, and it's going to be a really wonderful thing that everybody works together, and it didn't happen. No, everybody, I think a lot of it was our current leadership was yeah. like, it's their fault. There was a yeah. lot of separation yes. more than I thought, than coming together. It could have been an, an amazing catalyst, I agree. But I think we're realizing now that that may not be the best path, and starting to come together in different ways. Well, we choose what we want to follow. I mean, like, we, we have a lot of things that are always presented to us, but it's up to us to make the choices that this is for me, this is not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you follow sets, sets a path for you. But, you know, I think that it's interesting that we, d we discussed previously, and it was something, one of your key points that you made, that healing, you know, the, the personal growth, the contentment, finding peace itself, right? is not something you find outside of you. It's not through sex. It's not through this person. It's not through this job. It's something that is internal and needs to be developed internally. And I think that 
now that people are getting back out into the external world and finding out that this did not fix what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. that they're in this place where they're able to start that addressing the, that aspect of self that has been neglected in a lot of us for a long time. And it was just a social norm for so long, not to, you know, mm-hmm. but now it's something that people are actually seeking. And also when you're not around people for a long time, you start to, you know, internalize a lot of your feelings and emotions and such. And then when you start getting back out in the world, it's very apparent that this person makes you feel a certain way, this person makes you feel a certain way, and you start to pick and choose that path where you want to be instead of... Who you surround yourself with. Instead of just leaving it up to chance. Sure. Yeah, like like prior to COVID, life was just happening. It was almost out of control. But now I think we're more in touch with those feelings, and we understand our relations with people a little bit better because you know we missed them, we missed you know, physical touch, physical being with people. And going back out there, now we are more, you know, conscious of how we feel, I think. We're definitely being more purposeful in terms of who we speak to, who we spend time with, kind of cleaning out our closets Mm -hmm. uh, with people that do not really uh, help us grow. And those who we feel that are bringing us down, we're able to kind of walk away from that. Yes, thank God. And, you know, we don't endorse any specific religion here. And we represent quite a few in this in this room between the three of us. We, yes. We've experienced quite a few different religions. So I'm just going to say that if you've had a bad experience with religion and you're looking for this gap and finding peace, and hopefully that's why you came to Gay Peace to listen to this, we're, we would challenge you, I would challenge you personally, don't let any of your preconceived notions or experiences with religion stop you from asking what spirituality means to you, because that's something that we all need to develop and, and internalize, and which pieces of which pie come together to make a complete meal for you. And denying yourself of that isn't healthy. No, it's it's not going to make you stronger or bigger. It's It's going to keep you in a box mm-hmm. where you can't grow out of it. It's well, like a, pl- a pot that's too small for the plant. Well, right? spirituality is totally different from religion anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, religious is, is more of a traditional or some sort of organizi- organized, you know, group of people who come together and, and as, a, as a group connect with the creator, right? Spirituality is really a one-on-one Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if, if you have any questions about our stance on that, if you go back to the September one where we talked to Maria about that before, we talked about religion in a, in a really good detail, I felt, mm-hmm. and, and re- reviewing that again. I thought that, you know, it was a nice way that we addressed it, and I I stand behind that, right? Okay. Um, so I'm really excited because Maria had talked to us before, and we had asked her, in the question of finding peace, mm-hmm. if she would do a little bit of um, insight for us, maybe uh, I actually made a pendulum map for her. Yes, and, it's beautiful. And it's out of leather, and I used my laser. It was it was kind of a fun project. And she brought her tarot cards today. We're really excited about this. So we're going to pause for just a second while we get set up, yes. and then we'll be back and ha- hear what she has to say. Excellent. Okay, so I think Maria is ready to go, and we um, are. Tell us what we're looking at, Maria. 
Sure. So I just shuffled the cards and asked for a general message for the mass in, in general. And Paul, I know you're a tarot reader as well. And I feel that when um, we can pull the same cards, but yet have different uh, interpretations of it. So I'm going to give mine. And if you feel comfortable in sharing yours, please do. What I do is, this is the general, so I, I pulled three uh, for the past, the present, and the future. That's how I pulled it out. Plus, I had a shadow card, and that's the bottom card of the, um, the deck that I'll be reading. So just to uh, name the cards, we have the tower as the past, the five of pentacles as the present, and the chariot for the future. With the shadow or the card that's pushing or the energy that's pushing us being the Ten of Pentacles. Uh, so this is really uh, an interesting reading because it kind of says that when, when you've had like traumatic experience or you've had a um, sometimes an outburst or uh, like a, a ending that happened uh, kind of out of the blue, okay? And this, this experience can cause you to abandon uh, the material world, if you want, because of the Five of Pentacles. But that card, for me, talks about losing faith, losing your, your faith in the spiritual world, losing your faith in God. And, and and kind of walking away from it. Eventually, you have to walk to something because you can't, you'll, you'll feel like left out in the cold, if you will, for not being able to connect to your spiritual um, side. It's kind of interesting because we were kind of talking about this and these cards to me are kind of following the theme um, but with the chariot says, take control, right? Take control without taking control. So how do you do that? Um, being very um, observant with where you're going, what your path is before you actually make a step towards that. Sometimes is be observant of your own health. Be observant of what you're putting in your body before you actually put it in your body. Um, that could be food, that could be medication, that could be anything that you're putting in your body. So in a way, it's kind of speaking of bringing your mind, the tower, losing your mind, losing your patience, losing um, people in your life, um, losing your mind, losing your, your, your spiritual self, um, not having faith in, in yourself, not having faith in something greater than you. Uh, and losing what you you have physically um, to to take over all those three mind body and spirit has to um, blend well in order to be one with and the ten of pentacles for me always talks about ancestors um, so bringing everything together and going back to what your ancestors, maybe they, what they practiced, maybe what they ate, maybe how they lived, maybe what they practiced. So 
take a look at, at the things of the past to help you elevate your future. Uh, I'm going to take that definition because we can take this in a lot of other oh, definitely, ways. Yeah. But I'm, I'm feeling like I, I'm called to speak of that because it's kind of going uh, with the energy sure. that I'm feeling for, for what we're discussing. It's interesting because this morning when I was thinking about it, I just had this feeling that the tower was going to show up. But I, I thought it would be, I didn't expect it to be in the past. Which is kind of interesting. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, I I appreciate your insight on this, and that that is a really heavy message. And I think it's interesting that out of four cards, we got two of them pentacles, and um, the one is the five, and the other is the ten. And you know, if we mirror that back to the higher arcana, right, then you could also look at it as um, you know, traditional versus cyclic, you know, and and how we've address those things. And, and I think that it's a, I think the message here is really important because a lot of people are really concerned about money and about things and, you know, inflation's kind of out of control and the dollar bill is kind of losing worth. And a lot of people's stocks are falling through the floor of mine mm -hmm. specifically. And I think that, you know, um, a lot of people are struggling, you know, now with money. And I think that we're, a lot of people are abandoning that for comfort because they have to, because they just don't have that income at this point. And I think that's a really great way of looking at that. And maybe the tower was actually, you know, you can look at it as that was COVID, right? And how that affected the monetary system. There's, like you said, there's a lot of ways we could. There's look at a this. lot of ways we could definitely yeah. cut through this. And I, I, one of the things that I noticed about the pentacles too. For me, um, Pentacles talks about wealth, but if you don't have your health. <laughs> Absolutely. So Pentacles is health and wealth for me. You right. know? I look at it as manifestation. It's the end culmination of your efforts and your ideas and your, you know. Yeah, that's true. And I, I think that um, the fact that these, you know, also five of Pentacles can denote being unemployed. Sure you know, um, trying to get unemployment, trying to get help from the government uh, to assist just the cost of living, sure. just the basic things in, in life. I um, think the chariot being, you know, what we can go to and, and our go-to for the future in that, you know, we were talking about that earlier, we're, we're picking our friends differently now. We're, we're making choices and it's the choices that you make. It's, it's which you know, which wolf are you going to feed the, you know, the, and, and it's, it's interesting to me because I always associate that back to Robert Frost, you know, the road less traveled. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so you got two paths in front of you, which one am I going to go down? Am I going to, whichever one you pick is going to make all the difference because that's going to change your life forever. And every little choice we make, it needs to be, like you said, with intent, because we are changing our life every single decision. And that's going to be representative of who we are when people look back at us and when we look back at ourselves, those, those choices define who we are. Absolutely. I love, I love your um, interpretation of the chariot and um, Robert Frost. Um, Thank you. I really like that. I do notice with the chariot because of the symbolism he has um, in the, in, in this particular deck, the weight, the writer's weight um, is the stars above him 
uh, the the big star of crown that he has, the the symbol of moons on his shoulders, right? Um, that to me points a lot to the universe or astrology or the study of the stars and how things are aligning. So maybe looking towards um, persons, uh, astrologers, for example, who can help you guide uh, your path and make sure that you're in the right progression of your life. Um, that chariot card is really interesting for me in that sense that it talks about, um, like you said, you, ha you have a decision to make. You don't know where to go. Well, then look to the stars. Right. Because your chart, your birth chart, is an actual map <laughs> of what you're supposed to do and where you should be. And um, it's not, you know, I don't consider astrology occult science but I, it, I, I it was kind of explained to me is it's like background music so like if you're watching a movie it's the background music that accompanies it and mm -hmm. where we were born with a certain preset background music that's going to occur and it doesn't mean that you have to do that but what it means is you're not going to be in a great flow with it like you could be having you know scary music while you're trying to enjoy something you know right. or, and it's it's kind of that kind of fit you know, that, that cohesion that, you know, makes things more effective and, and, you know, real. And if you go back to the card, you see the black and white uh, uh, Sphinx, right? I think yes. I'm saying it right. That's kind of your high and your low, like the highway of, of utilizing an energy or the low way. You know, are you going to be at the low energy or the high energy? Which, which, and not that either one is wrong, right? Right, because they're both going to take you to that path, and they're both important, and they're both crucial right. in in your experience to become wiser and to share your experience and assist others. Because when it comes down, as we get older, we are supposed to help others through our own experiences, right? I believe but that. Hopefully, as we get older, we we are always working on the higher end of the energy. Awesome. So it's some beautiful cards. Well, I thank you, Maria. I appreciate that. And um, why don't we set up for the pendulum, and we'll be discussing that in just a moment. So we're back, and Maria's all set up with the pendulum, and uh, we enjoyed our reading, right, Paul? We had uh, a lot of insight. I myself had a lot of personal insight into uh, in myself listening to that reading, and I hope our listeners did too. And Maria was saying it was a general reading for for everyone, right? Yes. So if there were parts of it that sang out to you or rang out to you, you know, go ahead and take what you need and leave the rest. And if you need to share that with someone that you think this is more really appropriate to what they're going through, feel free to do that. That's good. That's really good. Um, this is um, a, uh, the spiritual response uh, therapy um, chart. This is the main chart is chart one. And it's used to help me connect with the person's high self 
And what I would do is I would uh, prep to work my high self, the person's high self, and we will have both high selves communicate, and through that communication, it's um, transferred to the pendulum. And so they show me through the pendulum where I need to go to assist this person. Is this your angel pendulum that you were talking about in our first conversation? Angel there it is, Brian. There we talked about that right in, the, <laughs> in the prior conversation. So um, I prep myself earlier, and I'm just, as you can see, it just goes on its own. And when it's ready to work, it slows down. But then when I, I I'm going to ask, what do I have going on right now that I need to clear? Do I have anything that needs to be blocked? But before I move forward, I ask if I'm ready to work. And it says yes. And then I ask, who am I working with? And ideally, I should be working with my high self. And I am. Am I working with my high self? Yes. So I say, spirit, please let me know if there's anything I need to clear at this moment. And it'll tell me yes or no. It says yes. What chart do I need to go to to clear this? And it says 9A. Now, what's interesting is that 9A is about um, minerals <laughs> and vitamins. So it's basically going to let me know what what do I need, uh, minerals or vitamins? <clears throat> and it says I am lacking uh, a mineral. And what mineral is this, please? Magnesium. So I'm low on magnesium, which is really interesting because I actually ran out of my magnesium. <laughs> so um, I don't want to catch a cold. Yeah. And <laughs> as you can see, it is clearing by this um, circular motion. It's clearing it out. So any blocks I have about magnesium. And I'll share this with you. And I'm glad that it mentioned this is because I said to myself, ah, I'm done with magnesium. I don't really need magnesium. I've been taking it for a long time. But it just showed me that I still need magnesium. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's clearing the block that I have put placed myself mentally saying, I don't need it. Mm. Awesome. So that's how spiritual response therapy works. That's amazing. That's a really quick example. And then when I'm done, I give thanks to <clears throat> my high self for you know, assisting me in clearing these blocks. And then when it's done, it lets me know we're good. So when you're working with your higher self like that, does your angel speak to your higher self or is it more like a direct, just you're attuning to your higher self's plane? I am uh, attuning with the higher self. So sometimes um, in chart one, when remember when I asked if I was working with my high self, Sometimes I'll have angels of light step okay. in. I don't want to work with the angels of light. They're okay. a good committee, but they're not my high self. My high self has all my records, all my soul records, all the things that I am required with. I think there may be some confusion for some people that are new to this, what your higher self is. Yeah, does everyone have a higher self? Absolutely. I kind of look at it as like it's where we are ascending to become it's it's where we could potentially grow to it's it's the beyond our physical where we are and what we could be if we were in perfect attunement with life and made all the right choices and completed this 
world where we would wind up. And and for me, and this is just for me, correct me if I'm wrong or, you know, but for me, it's like part of you that has always been there and always will be. And most people don't pay much attention to it. They, um, they get caught up in their ego and the outside world and everything that's going on. And, um, they almost forget about their higher self. That's absolutely true. I, Absolutely. What you're both describing is true. And we all have our levels of high self, right? Right. And like in Buddhism, you're taught to remove all of the physical things so that you're cleared out to have all those distractions moved away from self. Because that's when you find nirvana is when you are just with one with self and no, no interference. Mm -hmm. So high self has all the knowledge that it, that, we have to tap into to to create that um, without all mind, the BS body responses. Yes. Yeah, it just cuts <laughs> right straight to it. And so, like this example, I still need to take my magnesium. You still have physical needs. I still right. have physical needs. Take care of the physical, or we'll get lopsided. Sure. Exactly. So that's a great example. I'm glad that they utilize that as an example because it's something I can relate and actually share. Well, this has been an amazing session this morning, and it's so good to see you, and I can't wait to just visit with you some more when we get done. Um, Brian, do you have any further questions that you'd like to ask Maria or anything I don't related have to her? any questions, but a comment like we were talking about coming back from COVID and how we're kind of being more picky and choosy about who's in our lives, and Maria is a prime example of that. She came back into our lives at the right time. I agree. And that energy is Likewise. something that we were missing during COVID, and it's good to have you here. It Absolutely. feels so good to be around you guys. You feed my soul and my high self. We feel the Thank same you. way. Absolutely. Well, I guess that's pretty much it for us today. So, you know, we hope you all find your light and peace. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your gay peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on gaypeace.com.